There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, before this show starts, just want to let you know that over on Red Men Plus, our subscription service, we've got tons and tons of Liverpool content in podcast form as well. You love podcasts, we love making podcasts. Go and check it all out. That's redmenplus.com. Sign up for as little as £5 a month. You will not regret it. Now, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the Match Build-Up Show. I'm Steve Hall, joined as ever by Dan Club and by Abby Rudkin to talk about Liverpool's trip to Brighton later this weekend. Well, this weekend rather. It's Saturday at three o'clock. A rarity these days for the Reds, but yeah, and it's, um, I'll be honest, it's probably a game that is full of a little bit of trepidation given the current state of Liverpool Football Club. If you're watching this right now on Twitter, do click the link, come and join us live on YouTube and yeah, get yourselves in the chat and I'll bring up your comments and thoughts, etc., throughout the show. Right then, guys, um, might as well just jump straight into it. Abby, I'll come to you first. In years gone by, a trip to Brighton, you'd always have half and I go, yeah, that could be difficult. Uh, but you'd always have full faith in Liverpool to just go get the job done. And more often than not, actually, they have done that there. But I don't know, I, I, might, I might just be speaking for myself here, but like, I feel like it's hard to have that real full faith in them now. Mm-hmm. It feels more like, and I said this on our podcast the other day, it's like, I bet most neutrals are thinking Brighton are probably going to win this game. Like, and that's a rare thing for Liverpool. Sometimes you'd say, well, they've got, they've got a chance of beating Liverpool, but I think a lot of people might actually just be picking yeah. Brighton to win this game, uh, given the, the the relative momentum of the two clubs at the minute. It's not even just neutrals that think Brighton are going to win, to be honest. I think I feel like Brighton might win. I'm feeling really pessimistic at the minute, to be honest with you. I go into all the games as hopeful as I can, but I'm not expecting anything, which is a shame. But to be fair, the games this season that I've gone in, not expecting anything, we've done the business, like the Man City game. To be fair, I went into that thinking there's no chance just based on current form I just I don't know I'm not feeling very hopeful at the minute um, especially with Virgil getting injured and it looks like that's probably going to be about five weeks maybe more feels like any time they talk to us about injuries they'll tell us it's a certain amount of time and it always seems to be longer so I'm not feeling that hopeful especially playing Brighton who are on form at the minute I mean I took a look at the table before I came in and I just I can't stand to look at us in sixth. And then when you look at the people behind us and how close they are in points, like Fulham are mm-hmm. joint points with us in seventh, aren't they? Like, that actually makes me feel sick. If someone would have told me, like, at the start of the season, like, you're going to be, like, Fulham are going to be behind you, I'd think, 
like filling my dad some mad season and they were like in third or something. Did, did, so, season, yeah, yeah, they have, but <laughs> not to what I would have expected because oh, I just yeah. didn't expect us to be in that position. Oh, oh yeah, the Reds getting relegated. Yeah. I mean, I the table. I've got it on the screen. If Joe can bring it up for me a second down. But um, Liverpool are, as Abby says, only one point uh, ahead of Brighton. We're mm-hmm. sixth, they're eighth. Fulham are sandwiched in the middle, having played the game more. Um, obviously, Liverpool and Brighton were both involved in that weekend of fixtures where a couple of games got cancelled. Our game yeah. against Chelsea, their game against Palace. Um, if you think about it, their, their game around is probably easier as well, which, which says something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is, it's six versus eight. There's only one point in it. And like you say, form-wise, it's weird because we, we've won four of our last five Premier League games. Brighton have gone win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So the form mm-hmm. actually is, we're probably in better-ish form per se, mm-hmm. although they had a very good FA Cup win uh, at the weekend where we yeah. obviously struggled. They, they battered Borough. But like that's the thing, isn't it? It just feels because of the, and I don't mean this is disrespectful to Brighton, so apologies if it comes out that way, but the fact that they are where they are and yet they feel like they're in a good moment and Liverpool mm-hmm. are in a bad moment again, it's it's due to club size, maybe strength of 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 budgets and all that kind of yeah. stuff, wage bills. But there's only one point separating us, but yet it does feel like they're in a bit more of a better place. Even if the league table suggests actually they're probably not, and the form guys suggest they're probably not, but that'd be fair to say. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's about expectation. I think that isn't it more than anything because everyone's sort of Brighton and Fulham to some respect. Everyone's going, oh, how amazing they doing? Whereas Liverpool's the opposite end of that spectrum because what we've been used to, everyone's like, what's happened to Liverpool? Like, why are they now not the force they were? So yeah, I think sort of the narrative around both clubs is very different. Despite us being ahead of them in the table, it doesn't feel like that in many senses because our performances have been so underwhelming. Whereas Brighton are probably still punching above the weight you'd have to say in terms of size of club and all the rest of it so yeah I think the big thing for me is even though our form on paper is better than theirs I think the manner of some of the victories theirs has actually been more impressive like some of the results we've got of of late even before the World Cup was like yeah we're winning but we're not exactly firing all cylinders where if you look at some of Brighton's the Everton one in particular you think god they are putting teams to the swords you know what I mean with conviction which is something they never used to do certainly under Potter so I think in terms of momentum and trajectory, it's hard to argue that Brighton aren't in a better place than we are right now, Which really. Which is mad. And, yeah. and also, again, sorry to be the pessimistic, we will get to some positive shortly later, but Abby, <laughs> like, the three-all at Anfield area this season does little to ease the nerves. They mm-hmm. took they were 2-0 up after 17 minutes, Trossard scored, obviously. We get it back to 2-all, then go to 3-2, and yet we can't hold on, and I think it's 20 minutes at 3-2, and then they, they Trossard gets his hat-trick. That's, mm-hmm. And again, it was the same manager, like, that was that was after Potter, so it wasn't like they had the change since then. That does, again, that's, that's another one that does little to ease the nerves. That we've seen this team already beat Liverpool with a, with arguably better defenders on the on the pitch. You mentioned the Van Dijk stuff before. That does little to ease the nerves, knowing that we're yeah. playing against a team who we know have scored goals against us this season. They've continued to score goals against everyone. Really, Brighton, to be fair, in the at least recently. Exactly. That's the thing. I feel like I've went into I went into that game thinking, oh, this is a potential banana skinny, and that's exactly what it was. And maybe that's part of why I'm feeling so like pessimistic about it. Trossard did get a hat trick in that game, and I think we're gonna come on to the fact that he's out, isn't he, for it's this potentially, game? Yeah. Potentially out. But I said that when we were playing Brentford about Ivan Tony, I was like, we'll be sound, mm. and then he ended up be they ended up bloody battering us. But yeah, you know, I can't even look back on that three three game because I literally thought when we made it. 3-2 that we were going to pull points out of the bag and I, I remember all last season saying to myself like oh well that's how you win titles you grind out dirty wins but this season it's just 
it's just slow and pathetic and it just feels like we don't know how to press. I feel like I'm being dead negative. Like this is probably the first <laughs> show I've come on where I'm being dead negative. But after that, like Wolves game and often to have the replay in the cup, I just, I'm feeling like rubbish about it. And looking back on that, when you look at last season, it, those games were like, oh, that's why we didn't win the title. And this season, it's probably, mm. we're going to look back and think that's why we didn't get top four. So we're going to have to- wrong. I hope I mean, you're wrong. I mean, I, I, I hope I'm like, wrong yeah, as yeah. well, to be fair. But, you know, we'll see. We're, yeah. on, we're in a bit of a bright and loving Dynamo. We might as well go on to it. So since the restart, they beat Southampton 3-1, got mm-hmm. beat by Arsenal 4-2, beat Everton 4-1, then beat Borough in the Cup 5-1. Yep. They haven't really got a centre forward, um, but yet they scored, they've got, they've, in recent, their recent games, mm. there's been a lot of goals. They, I say they've scored at least three in all of them. Um, they've conceded a few as well, which is fair enough. But yep. like high scoring games, it feels like this one could be another one of those where they don't, obviously they they're, they're they are attacking well even without a centre forward. I know they've put young Ferguson up front recently and he's, mm. he seems to have done all right for them. But yeah, we're a team who concedes a lot of chances. They're a team who scores a lot of goals. Again, it's just another worry. The flip side is like, say, you can't score against them. But it does feel like, like I say, that you'll be shocked if, if, if you know if you're, if you're doing a both teams to score better at some point. I mean, the odds are on both teams to score for say, almost certainly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think both teams are a little bit porous at the back, to be honest with you. And Brighton have exposed us a couple of times. Obviously, we referenced the Anfield game, but the one last season as well, where we went 2-0 up and they got back into it, that should never have been allowed to happen. You know what I mean? So they've exposed our weaknesses, perhaps before most clubs actually in the Premier League, to be honest with you. People are kind of following their mould, if you like, in terms of that you can get at Liverpool. So, but yeah, I think Deserby's definitely brought an extra element to an extra bit of excitement and obviously they sold their world class centre forward to Everton didn't they and Neil Mope yeah, so uh, they've had to pull up trees yeah it? exactly <laughs> they've had to sort of rejig what they do in that sense but he's done it brilliantly and it's something Potter couldn't manage he couldn't work it out during his time there he couldn't find anyone to put the ball in the back of the net but Deserby's definitely changed something they're clearly not as defensively sound as they once were so that's something from a Liverpool perspective we can go in and think yes we might be able to get at them we've got our attackers in relatively okay form Salah's still scoring goals and stuff so there are chances there for us but the concern is just how easy it's been for teams to get at us and a team like Brighton in free scoring form like that that's a big worry yeah, well, it definitely is. I suppose uh, the other one to mention, um, well, before we move on to Liverpool later, second part of the show, Abs is Casado. Like, he's yeah. been linked heavily to Liverpool. The the latest news is that he, he might be going to Chelsea, as is seemingly every player under the sun. Um, yeah. At time record, I think Chelsea play Fulham tomorrow. God knows who's going to be in that Chelsea 11 at that point. But it does feel like, like I say, that uh, especially given Liverpool, I've got midfield issues, which we're definitely going to speak about in the second part of the show. It is going to be all eyes on Moise Casado to think like, well, he's being linked to the Reds. What's he like? Give it, can he do well? He did. He's done well against Liverpool before. It does feel like everyone's going to have. It was a bit like Matthias Nunez the other day. Everyone had a little half yeah. an eye on him. It does feel like everyone's going to have half yeah. an eye on, on Moise Casado this weekend as well. Yeah. Feels like a bit of a bit of an audition really in front of Klopp, in front of Klopp, <laughs> doesn't it? It does feel like we have signed players in the past that have performed well against us. You know, you look at Allison and players like that. Even though when Allison did play against us, he did concede about seven goals. <laughs> but yeah, literally. Seven, yeah, I think yeah. it was, but um, yeah, it's. I mean, I know we're going to come on to the midfield, but I, I'd love for us to have him. But um, every single name we've been linked to, I've gone, yeah, just sign him, yeah. just get him in, just bring him in, you know. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on them to be fair, but I don't want to, I don't want them to impress too much because that means that we're probably not shutting them down very well. No, but, you're, yeah. you're, you're right, yeah. you're absolutely right. And I suppose, Dan, again, um, Mr. J Mango, nice name in the, in the chat says there, I'm with what I say though, him and, him, him and McAllister have the, the ability to run them afield. I know McAllister yeah. hasn't actually been in the team recently since he got back from the World yeah. Cup, they've been, they've been drip feeding them in, but they've certainly got options in the field. That's one place that they've, mm. they certainly have got, even without Trossard, do we think, like I say, it could be out. It does feel like we're going into a game where you're thinking, actually Brighton's midfield might be a, a, a net plus for them, which in itself exposes what the issues Liverpool have found themselves in, both mm. fitness injuries, form and, yeah. and, and transfer-wise. It does feel like if you look at both midfields, you think, and it's very rare you'd ever really say, I think Brighton have got the edge and, the, and Brighton have probably got the edge in that in that. Yeah, well, it, it plays into what you're saying before about the betting odds and the, what, what the neutrals think. Like, I'd be, I haven't looked at it yet, but you'd imagine that the betting odds should be a lot closer for a game like this than they would be normally, just given the, the form of both teams. But yeah, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's right. Like, games are won and lost in the midfield. Now, going into this one, our midfield is in a real poor place right now like individually and as collective we're not doing anything particularly well um, whereas they are like you mentioned McAllister not being involved but they've, it hasn't really stopped them has it, it in terms of momentum Casado played against a really good play yeah, they've kind of dealt with the Basuma moving on really well like they've been really impressive since that and obviously they lost um, Wepo as well because he has to retire in early on the season so fair dues to Brighton and Deserby in terms of how they've managed to deal with those two things I think Lallana kind of flitting and out with that team as well which is yeah, interesting yeah Sadamento started into Everton I think uh, yeah. and and Matoma's had a really good... He's, he's, been, play, like, he's a left he's, he's been yeah, superb. He's playing like... It's almost like a four-two-three-one. so yeah. they, they cover up for a little bit with, with he, numbers as well. He would actually sort of soften the blow if they do miss Trossard because he kind of been sort of interchanging him, him a little bit. Like, yeah, he, they, that would soften the blow if, if in that respect. Yeah, him and Sonny Marsh have been playing, like I say, with, with a, either either side. They, have, they are a dangerous team, that is for sure. But like I say, we're going to speak about Liverpool very, very shortly after the break. And before we go to the break, got a trivia question for you guys in the studio and all you guys at home. Since we've been bigging up Brighton a little bit as well, and we've been talking all about it, well... Did you know Liverpool have played Brighton so far six times at the Amex Stadium? That's once in the Cup and five times in the league. Let us know. You guys can as well. Let us know in the chat after the break. I want to know how many times have Liverpool lost at the Amex Stadium. So we have six games, one in the Cup, five league games. How many times have we lost there? Why have a little think about that one? We just want to give you a quick heads up on our latest Redmen Plus competition prize. So yeah, take it away with the prize, Mr Chris Pajak. A few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to sit down with Liverpool left-back Kostas Timikas. I was able to get an interview with him uh, to get some quick-fire questions done. And I was lucky enough to host a Q&A with him and John Aldridge at Hotel Anfield in Liverpool. Now, while I was there, I also managed to get him to sign this Liverpool shirt for you guys. So if you want to be in with a chance to win this incredible signed Kostas Timikas shirt, then all you need to do is go to redmenplus.com and sign up as a club legend for this month. Prize draw. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There you go. Welcome back. Yeah, if you want to get your hands on that signed Costas Timikas, which is how he told us we say his name in that interview with Chris well, in that Costas Timikas shirt, then yeah, become a Red Men Plus Club legend. If you want to buy club captains already, simply go to the website and upgrade your account. If you've never joined us before, head on over to redmenplus.com like save yourself as a club legend. We'll be doing that draw at the end of the month. And of course, not only are you in the half of that, but you get loads and amazing content as well. There's loads of documentaries, features, interviews, weekly shows. Yeah, there's loads of changes coming to Red Men Plus, and we're excited to bring them all to you, but yeah, get in early and get yourselves potentially your hands on that Costas Timica shit. Right then, before the break, I asked you guys and everyone at home, um, how many times Liverpool have been beaten at the Amex? Um, you, Dan, you said I'm not sure we have. Abby wasn't. I you, agree. You, I didn't you, think, yeah, yeah, well, were, I was feeling a bit negative at first, but I think that's just because yeah. I'm in a negative mindset. But I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. Clarence in the chat says none as well, and Lewis says none. Um, I reckon two draws and four wins. Well, let me go to only the, one draw, five wins. Let me go to the amazing guys at. Uh, um, at LFC history. So we first played them in the League Cup in 2011 and won 2 1. Battered them 5 1 in the league in 17. Won 1 0 in the league in 19. I was there. I was there. 3 1 in the league in 2020. Drew 1 all in November 2020. That was the Welbeck. With the Welbeck. Yeah, yeah. VAR debacle. And then last season. Beat them 2 0. We've never, we haven't never lost it. Touch wood. That continues. Last year was the um, when the goalie knocked Luis Diaz out. Yes. Completely yeah. stabbed yeah, him yeah, out yeah, cold yeah. and didn't, for some reason, didn't get sent off. Yeah. Absolutely. That was barmy. Mike Dean reffing that was. Yeah, Dean, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the record at Anfield against us is better than, in recent times, better than the record that they played. So, obviously, the three all draw, the two all draw, and obviously they beat us 1 0 in the pandemic season as well. So, yeah, Liverpool's record at the Amex is pretty good, which I'm holding on to. I'm going the game <laughs> at the weekend. And when I first booked the ticket, I was like really positive. Like, that's a that's the crumb of comfort I'm certainly holding on to. Um, I'm not making you feel any better about that with all my negativity. No, I'm, I'm with I listen, mate. I had, I had the podcast the other day, me and Paul nearly had to fight because he told me how, how bad we were, how, I thought we were facing at the moment. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on to the Reds then, Dan, because it's fair to say, like I say, form wise and results wise are two completely different things. Liverpool have actually done all right results wise recently. Mm-hmm. I know the, the, the loss against Brentford was a, a killer and obviously drawn against Wolves, but before that, they were doing okay results wise. They, they'd scraped a couple of wins, both pre and, um, and post-World Cup. Um, but like I say, we're going into this one. As it stands, we're recording this on Wednesday, just to just to clarify. We know that, well, we know for a fact, there's no Diaz, there's no Jota, there's no Van Dijk, and there's no Artemelo. I don't know, is a figment of everyone's imagination at the moment. Firmino and Milner, we're, we're unsure about that yeah. time recording, but the expectation was both would be training. We'll wait and see on that one. And then Bacetic missed the Wolves game because he had a slight issue that I think was reported in the Athletics. So that's where we are. In, in terms of fitness and wise, but I before we talk about players and stuff, I mentioned on the podcast again. Apologies, I'll put it onto you guys. Like, I, I wonder if he's thinking of a change of formation now. As I got to a point where Jurgen thought, you know what, we're a bit crap, and he mentioned like we can't win a tackle and all that kind of stuff. And I put yep. it to you, Dan. Do you think is there any any semblance of a change of shape he could? 
if, if Bobby's fit, for example, he could play all four attackers. Mm-hmm. He could go Gakpo on the left, Nunes up front with Bobby in the 10 or, or whatever, Gakpo in the 10 and Nunes left. And, you know, do, do, do you think there's a sense where he goes, you know what, we're struggling in the midfield anyway. Mm. Why don't we just try and outgun Brighton, out put more numbers on? Do, do, do you think yeah. he's even considering it? Because like, he has been quite hesitant to move away from the 4 3 And when he has, like earlier this season, mm. he's quickly gone back to it as well. So yeah. do you think it's been in his mind? He's had a, he's had, he'll, have, he'll have had a week from the Wolves, the Barkle, to, <laughs> to, to sort himself out if he wants to. I maintain that he'd rather play 4 3 regardless. I tend to agree. Yeah, yeah. regardless. Of and I said this the first time around when we had the conversations around the formation. A few people were crying out for a change. And listen, I get the need for a change because it's not working. We're not playing very well. But to your point, I think you mentioned a couple of times in the office and stuff, there's good players there, just be better. Just just do it better, like do the four three three like we used to do. Um for me, if he's gonna change, ironically for me now, he is the key to that. He is absolutely the key. If he's available, if he's fit and available, ready to go from the start, yes, we can change formation. We can go to a four two three one because he is the difference maker in that formation in the ten. No one else can really do it. Like Gakpo could maybe he could look at Gakpo potentially, but he's so new to the side. So asking to be new to a side and play a role that he's not hugely familiar with. Like it was all well and good giving him his debut after a few days of training in a left wing role that he's done all season for PSV. But to then go, oh by the way, I know you haven't done it loads this year, but can you also play in this ten? in this new side with people you've barely met that's hard to do for me so I would say if Firmino's fit then yes we could go to that new formation with him in the 10 you could look at Carvalho as a role he's done at Fulham but that's a big call to go from not really being fancied to again well, he's, new he's, role he's- Way down the pecking order. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then outside of that, I mean, Harvey Elliott normally could do it. I don't see anybody else. It's got to be for me, you know. So if he's not fit, if he's not ready to go from the start, if he's on the bench or whatever, it's 4 3 3 and go out there and do it better. If for me, you know, can play, I'd be tempted to change it. Yeah, fair enough. Would you agree, Abs? What would you yeah, do? Yeah, no, I agree with you. To be fair, I think he would throw Bobby in if he's available. Didn't Bobby get two last time in that 3 3? Yeah. I think Bobby scored twice. Yeah, I- I'd throw Bobby in if he was available. Um, would, you I do don't that, see... would you do that as a change of formation or would you do that just coming in for Gakpo, for I'd example? Come in for, I'd say coming in for Gakpo. I just can't see Klopp going away from the 4 3 3. Like he tried it last time and clearly he didn't like it and it yeah. didn't work. I, just, I can't see him going back to that. I don't know whether it's just the sense of like, oh, I was wrong, sort of thing, pride thing, but I can see him staying with 4 3 3. Which, to be fair, if it was up to me, I might go for like a 4 2 4 situation, but it's not up to me. I mean, I feel like when I'm saying this, it's sort of like, what would I do and what would he do? I can mm. just see him, he's going to stick with the 4 3 3. I think I would probably change it if they were off it, but I'm with you. Mm. I, thought, I don't think Jürgen would. On that then, Dan, he, yeah. again, we, who knows? Bobby might not be able to. If he is available, would you think he comes straight back in or do you think it's on the bench to look after him a little bit? Because he has got, now we've got Cody Gapo, he isn't des- he isn't just desperate to rush him straight back in. If he feels like, he, you know, maybe Bobby off the bench could be an option. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or what, what, what do you think he will do? I think if I think if he's fit, I think he comes straight back in. And put Nunes out on the left. Yeah, I do. And go to what we were looking at sort of prior to the World Cup and that front three that played exclusively for a while because of the injuries. Yeah, yeah. And I think Cody Gakpo reverts back to probably what he was originally signed for in terms of like, you're going to get drip fed into the side and eventually, there you go, you'll be off and running. And I think the sort of the talk has been that Gakpo might be pulled out of the firing line. Listen, if Bobby's not fit, you pretty much don't have a choice. Because there's obviously Gakpo out there than, with all due respect, Octo Chamberlain or Carvalho. They just play the role differently. So I'd rather it be Gakpo. But like I say, I think if Firmino's ready, which I think he should be because he himself came out and said originally he'd be back for like the Brentford game. Obviously, it's been protracted since then, but I, I was hopeful and I think he should be ready to go. And if he is, I'd get him back in. 
Yeah, I think I, I th- yeah probably I think ten to agree. I'd get the ball in if it was me. But yeah, I don't know Jürgen would do that. Um, we we touched upon it earlier when we bigged up the Brighton team. Abs, uh, I'll come to you. Um, midfield is the worry that everyone's got at the moment. Um, even everyone's desperate for signings, us included. But that's not going to happen by Brighton. Even if he did it, someone's going to be in. So he's got what he's got. As we're led to believe that pretty much. Pachetta just the only one, and obviously half Milner maybe who, who, who might be without. But in terms of he's got available, he's got Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, Keita, Elliot, Jones play for the twenty ones the other day, so he's yeah. an option. Um, like I say, it depends what your, what your class Alex Oxley Chamberlain has these days. He's got he's got numbers, but as I'm reading them out, there's there's doubts about all of them for different reasons, whether it's form, fitness, quality, injury, whatever it is at the moment. Um, it's in an ideal situation that we found ourselves and I think that's putting it mildly. What do you think he will do in midfield? Because the, the the general sense is that everyone just goes, well, he's probably going to go for Bino Henderson, Thiago, mm. and that'll box it off. But like, it didn't really box it off in midweek, did it? If anything, it was it was crap. Um, yeah. I, he has got a decision to make in there. What do you, what do you envisage him doing? I mean, I don't think I don't think he'll make any changes to the midfield. I think he'll stick to Thiago, Fab, and Hendo. To be honest, would you do but- the same if it was you? they're all struggling like yeah. I, I hate I hate I mean Fabinho's doing better than he did because he had such a poor start to the season mm-hmm. to the point where I was just thinking like bin him off get him off keep him out sort of thing which is horrible looking back on it but um, yeah Fabinho's struggling but he's improved Thiago I think it was about three games ago I thought he had like one of the best performances he's had for us but at the same time, it was because he was doing everything. Everyone mm. else isn't doing it. Henderson is struggling. He's in a bad he's really reform, struggling. isn't it? He can't pass the ball. He either puts too much on it or doesn't put enough on it. Um, he doesn't know how to press anymore. And I don't know if that's come on with age or what, but it, it, I'm, I'm struggling to think of like, positive things to say about Henderson recently. And like I, I don't want to put him like in the firing line or anything. You know what I mean? No, it's fine. But, he's, he, I think he'd, he'd be the first to agree. He's yeah, not playing he's well. Struggling, yeah. He's struggling. He's definitely struggling. I don't... Would love Naby Keita if I if I was mm. to start this game and do well. Yeah. Liverpool could do with it. It should be him. It, it really should be. At the moment, he's like he's prime age. He's, mm-hmm. He has he, he hasn't got no he's got no miles on the clock. He can't stay fit, which is the main problem we've had with him. Mm-hmm. I thought against Wolves, he came on, looked bright, and then went to shit like the rest of them kind of did. But I it, I always I, re- I keep going back to that FA Cup game against City when it was Fabinho. T- Thiago Naby mm-hmm. and they, they both and I think Naby played more on, on the right hand I can't, did, yeah, which doesn't like it which he doesn't really do because no. yeah and I thought it, it worked really really well um, I think if it was me I would be trying to go to Naby could you see Jürgen doing it again he, he should be the most energy. he should be the most energetic yeah. whether his body can cope with that I don't know but if, if you're getting a game where you can just say to him listen go and just run for an hour mm-hmm. and then we'll take you off we'll, we'll protect you and that could be when you bring Jordan on for example mm-hmm. I, I feel like somebody just really needs to try and step up and I thought he was doing it against Wolves until it went a bit horribly wrong yeah. it could be like he, he goes to, listen, just, I know you might be leaving can you just go to the well for me one more time please we need, we need you to, to do something here yeah well yeah and he's the point of difference in this entire midfield for me because it would be so easy to name that same three but like you say it just didn't work in any way shape or form against Wolves so I'd be tempted not to I think Henderson is the one who probably misses out I think Thiago Thiago's absolutely superb like there's, there's no two ways about it I think even he has been part of the reason we've been struggling lately I think some of his decision making could be better but what it is he's such an on the edge player he's like on the edge of brilliance and genius all the time there's a fine line and that's okay when you're playing well and your midfield can cope with stuff 
stuff. But when we're in a shape like we are, and he's still doing the same things, like, oh, just keep it a little bit simpler for me, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But I think he stays in. Fabinho stays in because, like Abby says, his form has been improving recently. It's hard when you're struggling as a side and you're having to deal with so much stuff, but he's getting better. So for me, it's the Henderson role. I think Henderson needs to be taken away for this game. Um, who captains aside there? For, better be Andy Robert, won't it, after that? Or even Trent, perhaps. But probably, yeah, so yeah, probably Robert after that, won't he? Which I'm fine with, by the way. Um, but he, yeah, he was a, he looked like a captain the last few when he's had the, exactly, arm, the Brentford game in particular, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think absolutely sound with me that we might need someone of his ilk to give him a bit of a rocket. To be honest with you, but yeah, I think Cater. As much as I don't really like him from the right, and I don't like the fact we're playing players who are pretty much going to leave the club, um, I think where we are now, we has to be navigated because he's the only one really who's shown that little bit of high quality life. I think in midfield for a couple of weeks, apart from Thiago, probably. So, yeah, Harvey Elliott kind of needs to be kept out of the out of this fray. I think for a little couple of weeks more just yet. I don't doubt his ability. I think he's going to be a brilliant footballer, but I'm not sure, given the f- struggles he's had, I'm not sure we should throw him straight back in the deep end yet. So I think it's got to be Cater. And on Cater, he is playing for his future, not at Liverpool necessarily, but his footballing future. Mm. So he needs some sort of form. Yeah, he, he needs some sort of form to get the move he wants, because otherwise he's going to find himself with some less than sort of impressive offers, I'd imagine, in the season, just for a lack of football. So he's got between now and June, July or whatever to kind of say, listen, I'm still a very good player. I yeah. feel like if Naby starts though, he'll be like on the floor getting stretched off within 40 minutes. It's <laughs> He did miss a training that. session as well recently, did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah, I thought? I read training, that. I yeah. thought his name would be on the injury bit. But, but, but he, he can't. He, that could he, be he, came on, he came on the other day, didn't yeah. he? So we're, we're going to presume. I mean, it's a massive presumption to make. Yeah. Presuming Naby Cater's fit because anything could go wrong. you say that? Yeah. Just history dictates that. You probably have to keep half an eye on that one. But yeah, Jürgen's press conference isn't until much later in the week so we've got, we won't really know until then obviously we'll keep an eye on how the train and right then usually by the way we um, we speak off to our betmate uh, stuff here but just to let you guys know if you're wondering where that is we're moving our betmate integrations and our, and our uh, sponsorship with betmate to our live watch longs of the weekend we're trying to make it a bit more interactive so yeah keep an eye on the watch long this weekend the team news react show and the watch long you've got Chris and you've got Chloe in for that one the dream another dream team um, I'll be down at Brighton as well so I'll be doing some stuff from there but yeah keep an eye on the watch long this weekend and if, if, you, if you're one of our Betmates players keep an eye on there and you can get involved there right then um, ah, we've got a bit of team now mm-hmm. um, the, 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 we always go we want a year 11s we, we, we obviously keep an eye on the, on the show for the starting 11 prediction we'll guess what Jürgen's going to do but Dan I've just I've just put you put, put, put a cap and glasses on. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't wear glasses no more. No, You've had your eyes on. Put yeah. your cap on and make yourself Jürgen Klopp and, and pick yourself a team for okay. for Brighton. If I run through names, yeah. tell me if I'm guessing the back four, we all go, we're all going Ali, hmm. Trent, mm-hmm. Robertson, mm-hmm. Matip, Canate, yeah. Fabinho. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> no, nice. Um, Thiago. Thiago and Fabinho are definitely the two. Um I think, you know what, I'm going to say, oh, no, I'll stick to 4 3 uh, I'm going to say Naby Keita. I'm going to say Naby comes in yep. and then I'm going to go Firmino through the middle, Salah and Nunes to the left of him. That's what I personally do, but I think I think we're going to see an unchanged side from the Wolves game. I can still see Gakpo playing and Henderson playing. I just have this feeling that that was sort of a test for it. It didn't go very well, you know, really. Now we've got to do that replay. (laughs) Really bad test, but I can still see him making an unchanged side. I don't know why, I just have this feeling. I think he's going to... 
I think he's going to change it, and I think he's going to play all four attackers. He must be Do tempted you know? to go fire with fire. He must yeah. be tempted. I think. I think it's more about getting two in midfield, like who don't have to do whose job is right. We're getting ran through the midfield mm. the entire game. If we just say to uh, Thiago and to Fabinho, you you stay. Robbo, you can go, and then Trent's not attacking much anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. So you've got your two defenders, you almost like your, your, your typical box. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you say to teams, if you want to attack us, do it down the flanks, and we'll try our best to cope with it. We, we haven't always done so, but we can't just. I just don't see how we can allow teams to just keep running through the middle. No. So I think, and this depends a lot on Roberto Firmino, of course. But I think, I think he'll go to four, like a four-two-four slash four-two-three-one, and have. For me, no centrally. I think he'll stick with Gakpo left and Nunes up front and Salah on the right. If Bobby isn't really able to do that, I think he'll probably... I don't think he would go this... I think he'll probably play Naby, mm. just for a bit more legs. But again, it, it's. I think we are like clutching the straws a little bit there with, with what's available to us. But yeah, I think that's what he would do, actually. I've just got a sense that he... he I think... The comments after the game, Abby, when he said we can't win a tackle and we mm. keep losing the third... Mm. We're, losing, we're losing one challenge and we're, teams are in on us and they're running into our box unopposed... I just don't think we've got the personnel at the moment who, are who can stop it and allow us to attack with enough vigour. The issue we're having is that we're pushing them forward to try and attack and we're leaving ourselves vitally exposed. Yeah. Getting that one attacker on, you can almost say, you four plus a bit of Andy Robbo go and attack mm-hmm. and you, you five almost get yourselves into a shape. That's why I see him doing it. But like I say, yeah. maybe I'm just clutching us. I might just be clutching us I mean, a little bit. Here. I mean, Paul Joyce said, like, Jürgen's telling them what he wants them to do, but they're not able to do it anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they don't diet. have the legs anymore. And it, I mean, it does sound dire, mm-hmm. to be fair, but I think that's the situation that we're in at the minute. I, I mean, I'm not questioning Jürgen's ability, but I, I'm questioning whether the team still have the legs and the ability to do it anymore. Which is a shame, really. Yeah, I think I definitely have. I mean, that's, I think that's the main issue here. We all talk about intensity and the ability to press, and I can't that's to that word anyway. I know that's what we've kind of built our entire sort of stable on under Jurgen Klopp. Mm-hmm. That's been sort of our thing, and nobody's done it better than us in the world. And that's just gone. Whether it be over football or over football last season on its own could be a thing, and let alone what's gone before. Just you know lads, I mean? lads got old. Like, yeah, got, well, got the old. age is yeah. clearly a factor as well. But age coupled with sheer football is, is obviously a problem. But yeah. I tend to agree with you. And that means you might have to change the way you approach it or add new faces. And we haven't had the new faces yet, so we might have to change yeah. the way we approach it. You know what I mean? But I, it just dawned on me a minute ago, actually, that Naby Keita was sort of the point of difference in the game at Anfield last year against Brighton because he came off, didn't he? He actually came off when we were tuning up, I think. We were sort of flying. He came off and the whole face of the, the whole game changed from there on out. So he could be... Um, big part of this one as well. Absolutely right. Then we'll uh, let's move on to other things that happen in the we'll, we'll brush past Fulham Chelsea tomorrow at time recording. I mean, there's a chance Liverpool going to this game behind Fulham in the league, but we'll pass on Friday night. You got Villa versus Leeds. You got the the Manchester derby um, on the 14th of Jan. Um, again, in terms of Liverpool, you're probably hoping Manchester City win that these days, which is how the mighty fall. We've gone from hoping yeah. man, uh, occasionally hoping that Man United was a favour to hoping potentially now that. Uh, that, yeah, that one so you've got Wolves West Ham Forest Leicester there's our game with uh, Brighton of course let me just move, open that one up further down uh, Everton Southampton relegation battle there Brentford yeah. Bournemouth Chelsea again play Palace just a few on the Sunday just a few days after that, that game they got against Fulham and then obviously in the top four race you've got Newcastle again against Fulham and, and then the North London derby as well where again we're probably all, all hoping for Arsenal do something there Dan mm-hmm. there are games there I would be shocked if Man United, Tottenham and Chelsea mm. all won those three games. You'd, you'd imagine someone there is dropping something. Um, 
and obviously from Fryer didn't mention Newcastle there yeah. either as well. So you'd be shocked if all of them won. You'd, you'd probably fancy them, some of them, but not all of them. So mm-hmm. there is a, again, they're probably thinking the same now about Liverpool and Brighton. But th- th- that's the, what happens with the top four race. And I'll just I'll just switch over very quickly to the table and as it stands right now. Again, there is a, a Chelsea Fulham game to, to take into account, but. Newcastle in third on 35, Man United in fourth on 35, mm-hmm. Tottenham in fifth on 33, and then we are 28. So we're five points behind Spurs, albeit we have a game in hand to play yeah. against Chelsea. So it looks like we're, trying, we're not only trying to reel Tottenham, we're also trying to get one of Newcastle or United in, but mm-hmm. there are opportunities there for at least one, maybe both of those teams to drop something yeah, in, in derby games at least. Yeah, there are. And that's what was so frustrating about the Brentford result in terms of we sort of on the cusp of being right in the mix of that yeah, we, are, we still are but really so even the favourites actually given what we've done before people would have been looking at us a point down the top four going oh here we go again here at Liverpool you know what I mean so losing that game really hurt from two two perspectives but I think the important thing to remember in all of this for the rest of the season probably is just how sort of inconsistent you can be to get into the top four. Like we did it obviously the year we lost all our centre-backs so we went on that run. Like, yes, our form doesn't dictate anything like we've seen before and it's like, oh God, we're really struggling. But at the same time, teams around us are going to drop. We don't have to be as brilliant as we were to keep up with City anymore. That's not a thing. Top four races aren't that. That's not, that's not that. It's a different ball game altogether. Yeah, so... We just need to keep that in mind. And yes, it's frustrating. It's really hard to watch at times. It's a bit of a graft, if anything, watching Liverpool at the minute. But like I say, I don't think we need to be, well, we don't need to be as brilliant to do what we want to do this season. I'd get, like I say, I'd be as weird because like the two teams going for, the, basically the, you got Spurs and United, who are the teams who were really trying to hunt down and I know Newcastle as well. They're both playing the two best teams in the league. Yeah. Arsenal and Manchester City are the two best teams in the league at the moment. Again, derby games might make it a bit different, but like from our point of view, you're just thinking, if, right, if we can beat uh, Brighton early on in the, earlier in the day, and then let mm. them, uh, let our, let Tottenham have to worry about going to Arsenal. Obviously, we'll, we should, I think, know the the City game by that result. It does feel like it's like uh, it's a major opportunity to, for Liverpool to get themselves like, like right on the coattails before before that Chelsea game and when Chelsea could have a world eleven out by the time we play them again. <laughs> every, everyone seems to be signing for Chelsea at the moment, but yeah, it does feel like it's a big opportunity for Liverpool to claw that gap back here. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I said it to Paul last week on the Brentford build-up. I'm getting proper fed up of having to like care about so many other games mm. I used to just like care about how Man City got on and now it's got to the point where I have to watch Chelsea I have to watch <laughs> Newcastle. Man United Newcastle, Newcastle Fulham <laughs> now and Brighton I'm getting like fed up of having to worry about these teams like when they're playing normally if like it was like Fulham Brighton I wouldn't have to care Listen, mate, Brentford, you could enjoy the game you can throw Brentford into that mix now if we lose yeah. and Brentford win they go above us as well so yeah, exactly there's a, there's a lot going there's a lot going on here indeed. I can't like sit and, and relax watching these games I have to sit there on edge the whole time mm. now and it, it, it I mean it doesn't feel natural to me anymore not bothering about what Man City top four races are exhausting they are exhausting you're right it's very you very rarely get a more than a two horse title race mm. I mean there's an occasion where you had potentially three but usually one drops off it yeah. quite early mm. on us the top four I think now Newcastle aren't going anywhere Tottenham Man United Liverpool mm. Chelsea are coming up on the rails mm. don't even rule Brighton out although they, you, you, your history would suggest they might be an outsider yeah. But there are five, six, seven teams who probably have got an eye on at least one, at least that fourth place spot as well, maybe even higher. So yeah, it is it is quite exhausting. You are right. It's 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 where we are. But yeah, like we've got a shout in here from Vidu. We need we need to hit the ground running and get there quickly because the top four race is already looking tight, and that's that is kind of where we are. So yeah, um, right then. Having said all that. Score predictions time. You're you're very. Pe- I can see in your eyes. You're going to say we're going to lose. I know. Do you know what? I'll I'll be nice. No, no. You you tell me what you think's going to happen. You can be honest on here. We're all friends. You can be wrong as well. 
You've been I, wrong every other one, so you might as well tell that. Um I was gonna say thank God you just didn't do the bet make thing with me because I do terrible on that every single week. I was That's watching, why we got rid of it. I was to watching it. I was watching it and so I was like, um, whoever was on last week was terrible for the guest. I was like, oh yeah. no, two weeks in a row. But um I'll I think two twos being positive from me, I'll say two two. So. Go on then. We win two one. I've, I think we're going to win 2-1 do you? Yeah. do you actually think that? I do yeah and, and it might be blind faith yeah signs okay. just signs of the shoot of recovery in our performance as well that's what I'm going to say I think Ali has a big game I think we're hanging on and I think Ali has to save us a couple of times which he's again say Levy all season yeah. but yeah, like, I, I, again, yeah again in the chat here Lucy's gone for two all as well as is Sylvie and Derek's gone for a 1-0 loss Hardy's gone for a 3-1 win so yeah it's a very mixed bag of results and that's kind of where we are with at the moment uh, we, they had an inconsistent side and that's why they are scraping in the top four battle and not challenging Arsenal and Manchester City at the top of the table right then um, keep an eye as I mentioned it earlier on uh, before but yeah Jürgen Klopp Jürgen Klopp's press conference rather Friday keep an eye on our YouTube channel or on our podcasting services yeah all of our shows are available by the way if you're watching it on YouTube and you didn't know you just search for the Red Men TV on your podcasting app and they're all available as podcasts as well for you to, uh, to listen to on the go if you haven't got the chance to, to sit and watch them which again the world's open again now isn't it so that's a lot of us um, keep an eye on that one like I say opposition preview will be out on Friday we've got Steve Plunk talking to Ryan Adset that will be over on Red Men Plus we've got the start of the 11 prediction show on Friday with Chloe and um, as I mentioned earlier Chloe and Chris will be back on the watch along on Saturday so yeah keep an eye on the YouTube channel keep an eye on Red Men Plus keep an eye on all of our social accounts because yeah even though the Reds might be breaking our hearts a little bit we're still covering them from every single angle at every step of the way here at Redmen HQ so yeah thank you to Abby thank you to Dan thank you to producer Joe and thank you to all you guys for watching or listening to this episode of the Build Up Show we'll catch you after Brighton see you in a bit Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you want even more Liverpool podcasts in your lives, do check out Red Men Plus. From as little as £5 a month, you can get tons and tons and tons of Liverpool content in podcast form. So yeah, go over to redmenplus.com, check out our amazing content. I'm sure you are going to love it.